And good morning. Today is not an ordinary Sunday at All Souls, so you will not receive an ordinary sermon. Uh, my sermon this morning is uh, written in the format of a letter that I've written to this place, All Souls, the place we're all sitting in now. So um, dig deep. I think you might be surprised. You might find a sermon buried somewhere deep inside. Happy birthday, All Souls. I know this is a bit unusual, but on this auspicious weekend, I have decided to write you a letter. Do you mind if I read it out loud? No? Okay. Happy birthday. On this special weekend, we celebrate 125 years of you, 125 years of worship in this grand yet intimate space, 125 years of charity and outreach. 125 years of beautiful music. 125 years. Can you even believe it? You certainly don't show it. You have aged so well. And that new roof, it looks fantastic. All souls, I've only known you for a little while. But I have so many questions for you. You have seen so much since your consecration all those years ago, global pandemics and wars and great depressions and financial booms. You have seen urban decay and segregation and gentrification. You have seen this small city around you turn from a country backwater to Beer City, USA. <laughs> what was it like in all that time? What was it like on that first day you opened your doors and offered services to the Most High? What was it like those first few years? I know this is a lot, but I am just so curious. Let me be more specific. I just want to know. What was it like at the turn of the 20th century before cars and before cell phones and the internet? Did you have a vigil for those who died on the Titanic? Were you a comfort to grieving mothers and fathers who lost their sons in World War I? What did your congregation do during the Great Depression? Did you and your kin provide food for the hungry? What about World War II? Do the prayers of those grieving families still faintly echo in your nave? I could go on and on and on, and I will. What about the 50s, that era of great prosperity? Well, at least prosperity for some. What about the 60s? Did you get angry when they sent all those young men to die in Vietnam? What did your congregation do to support African Americans and their struggle for equality? Did you march for your brothers and sisters in Shiloh? Or were your people silent? All souls, did you weep here for Martin Luther King Jr. or Malcolm? Or Bobby? What about the Cold War? Did parishioners come in and pray during the Cuban Missile Crisis when the world nearly came to an end? Were there tears for JFK when shots rang out in Dallas? Also, what about when women stood in this pulpit for the very first time in the 1970s, that same era when you welcomed your first female organist? Or when the priest actually faced the congregation and celebrated Eucharist on Sundays instead of offering morning prayer? All souls, what was it like in the 90s when your sons and daughters were ravaged by HIV and AIDS? I have heard stories that you helped them. 
that you loved them when no one else would. And that makes me proud. Gosh, and then the new millennium happened. And then 9-11 in Iraq and Afghanistan. I remember your beloved people gathered on the front lawn each Sunday, urging cars passing by to honk their horns for peace. Do you remember? And then there were the unions, the weddings for gay and lesbian parishioners of this congregation. I heard that you were among the first in our city to hold such services. And that also makes me proud. Okay, well, what about your people, all souls? Tell me, do you have a favorite? <laughs> Come on, you can let me know. There have been so many characters here over the years. Only a handful of priests, but thousands of parishioners. I see their faces, I hear their voices. Their ashes are scattered in your lovely gardens. Their names are etched on windows and embroidered in the kneelers in our pews. They might be gone, but I feel like many of them are still here sometimes, sitting with us and singing with us, praying for us, even now. You know, All Souls, I realize I'm asking you a lot of questions, and I promise that I will stop for now. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about church. You know, it's in-gathering Sunday on your big weekend. I hope that the parishioners give generously. And I heard that this Sunday for your birthday weekend, the lectionary has assigned you a real doozy of a reading. God help the poor priest who has to preach on it. Instead of Solomon building the temple or a timely parable from Christ, it's a prophecy of doom and destruction for beautiful temples. Isn't that funny? God certainly has a sense of humor, but you already know that, don't you? Yes, the gospel reading is far from cool in the gang, but you know, I actually think there's a lot to take away about this gospel reading, All Souls. I think there's a lot about time and about hope and about the future. Honestly, All Souls, I think it's the perfect gospel reading for your birthday weekend. I'm serious. Let me explain. You see, while on the surface, these readings may reek of rapture and doom, the readings today are actually all about hope. You know how I know that? Look at the collect. All souls, look at it. Did you, did you even read it? Sometimes people don't read it, but let me read it for you. It is stunning. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. See, I told you, all souls, blessed hope. These readings today are about that blessed hope, the hope for eternal life, the hope for salvation. And I don't pretend to know exactly what those things mean, but I do know that they are good. Eternal life, salvation. It's a realm where the wrong is made right, where the broken is made new, a place where all that is and was and will be will be brought into wholeness with the triune God. It is a place where our failures and our mistakes are made right, where the wounds that we have and the wounds that we have inflicted on others is miraculously healed. Oh, it is a good place, all souls. That is where we're going. 
And you and your beautiful nave, you are our vessel. You are, are carrying us, ferrying us to that distant promised land. By the way, did you know that the word nave comes from the root word navis, which means boat? Quite literally, all souls, you provide a safe passage to that place of distant ethereal glory. But we are not there yet. Nope, we are not close. And the gospel reading spells that out for us, all souls. We have not yet arrived at those golden shores. Jesus tells his disciples today that before we arrive there, we will be faced with disaster and violence and suffering. But come on, all souls, that's nothing you haven't faced before. 125 years, you've seen wars and earthquakes and famine and demagogues. And yet you and your beloved have labored onward. And I love you for it. Other churches in your vicinity may preach about the coming of glory and salvation and suffering that accompanies them as a way to instill a fear of God rather than instilling a flourishing in God. Worse yet, some churches, all souls, may use the eventual return of Christ as a way to escape the problems of this world, to become so obsessed with the future that they forget about the here and now, the suffering and evil going on right now in our communities. But not you, all souls. You and your brave kindred have heard the prophecies of salvation and you have turned them to fuel to fight injustice and poverty in our land. And just look at your works. Look at your ministries and over the years, but also in the past few weeks, school supplies for children in need Winter clothes for those experiencing homelessness. All souls, you and your people seem to understand that at this juncture of the now and the not yet, at this precipice that we stand gazing out into the eschaton, to the end of all things, you and your congregation seem to understand that the coming of the realm of God requires our utmost efforts, our every breath until we ourselves are exhausted and interred or until the day that salvation finally arrives. The work towards bringing about the realm of God come disaster and suffering never stops until the realm of God is finally here. And you have done that work for 125 years, all souls. You have brought about glimpses of that realm to so many over the decades through your music, through your charity, through your loving embrace, which promises to never let go, even amid wars and famines and earthquakes. I am so proud of you, all souls, my big, beautiful, brown, and brooding brother. May you and your people continue to see that the terrors of this world the violence and the destruction and the political turmoil, it isn't an excuse to let go and twiddle our thumbs and wait for Christ's return. Rather, let it ring in your halls again and again and again that such hardships are but invitations to bring about some part of the realm of God before the realm finally arrives. I told you that the readings for your birthday were good. I tried to tell you. I told you that the lectionary had something extra special for you on your birthday weekend as you celebrate another trip around the sun, another start of the liturgical year. It's 
to all souls, I know you're quite busy today, that you have other things going on. So happy birthday. But before I go, I have one last thing. Can I pray for you? Yeah? Let us pray. Almighty God, may the work which started here in 1896 continue on for ages to come. May we never lose the will or courage to press on for justice and peace, even when confronted with overwhelming suffering and pain. Invigorate us with a sense of urgency in the now and not yet, this space between the present and your return. Guide our hands and our feet so that we might pursue the mission of our faith and this great church with a renewed boldness, as, as if we were just stepping into this building for the very first time. And may our voices, joined with the communion of saints and of all those who have come before us, continue to fill this space with the praises of your name. Amen.